Welcome to Ali Talks, the platform for podcasts and videos to explore spirituality in your daily life. Simple and easy. Join the movement and go to Ali.vision. Hello and welcome. Hello and welcome to our weekly Energy Shot podcast. We are Matt Taylor and my name is Nicola Yano and we have produced this podcast series in order to bring you astrological updates from Matt and some energy shots, some including wisdom, some healing and practical coaching tools um, into your day-to-day life so you can realign with the higher realms, with the higher energies for your unique life purpose path. Hi, Matt. How are you this week? I'm very well, Nicole. How are you today? I went to a Klimt digital art exhibition because maybe if you're an artist, you would know that, you know, the Nazis burnt a lot of Klimt, um, you know, works. Uh, they've recreated them in all in this very special digital way. And I'm just looking at your dress and it's kind of giving me a bit of Klimt. <laughs> just reminds me. I dressed up for Matt because he's always like, you need to wear more colors. Stop yeah. white all the time. <laughs> this like very flowery dress in all red and pink colors. So, yeah. Yes, I've sent Nicole a book as a, as a gift called God Wears Lipstick. So that's her next step. <laughs> but she's going to get it in the next few days, this book called God Wears Lipstick. Oh uh, it's a Kabbalistic God. book for women. So, <laughs> so yeah, I'm helping in this process. And she looks amazing, everybody. So, yeah, look, at, look up your sons, your brothers, and she's coming. <laughs> <laughs> she's there now. <laughs> she's there now. Look out. Amazing. Yeah. So what's going on in, in our... Because that's life as a yogi, isn't it? It's a little bit more in the white. Yeah, well, I really like the white because what it mm. does for your auric field is it expands your aura. And mm. like for me, the white is really like, I feel very comfortable in white because there, then there's like this, this expansion happening when I'm, when I'm at work. But um, I figured out that people think I'm a, a, I'm a, a boss of a sect. Yeah, twenty four seven. Yeah, I'm like a sectarian. <laughs> Just going to the that, shopping that and <laughs> yeah. no, no, we need we we can vary it a little. Give you a bit of spice. Yeah, yeah. all right. So that's beautiful. Colorful dress. Yeah, to not be the guru. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> all right. So what I'm going to start with is something a little bit unusual because we never really talk about this aspect of astrology. Um, people would think that the normal signs are just the sign and they mean something. There's all sorts of little subtleties to signs that you have to know. And one of them is this thing called cardinal fixed and mutable. Yeah. So here in the chart this, this week, we have a lot of cardinals of the three. Right, of cardinals fixed and mutables, we have a lot of cardinals. This means that there's a lot of energy either in Aries, Cancer, Libra, or Capricorn. Uh, so we have all like the rising in Aries, we have um, the moon starting the week in, in, in Cancer, we have um, a few. a few of the planets in Libra and also the what we call the icy. And then, uh, sorry, the descendant. And then we also have in the MC is in Capricorn with Pluto 
now forward. So a lot of action in, in cardinals, right? You don't have to remember all that. I'm just explaining for those astrology buffs. All right. So what does a cardinal mean? It means, uh, it's, well, it's new starts, it's beginnings, it's startings of, starting afresh, and it's renewing things, right? It's like all the new stuff, entrepreneurs, new ideas, feeling fresh, boost of energy. What are we going to, you know, start new? What's finished that I have to start in a different way? It's all this beginning energy. So if you're starting a project, you're all very excited, right? Oh, here's my new project. And these are my new ideas. And this is the new ways we can do things. And you've kind of got that bubbly energy, right? So these, these, these four signs, if you know an Aries or Cancerian or Libran or a Capricorn, they're very good at the beginning, right? That, that's where they're really, the energy is strong, okay? Um, so, or if you have planets in those charts, that's where your energy is strong. So here in the energy this week, we really have a begin the week and all through the week with a lot of strong energy to propel us into new things, right? What can I do in a new way? Or it doesn't even have to be external. How can I feel anew? How can I think anew? How can I, well, the principal question is how can I be new? <laughs> yes. So, um, and also what we're having is, you know, Pluto going forward also takes a big heat out of the energy of it being retrograde. Like a lot of people are focused on the next Mercury retrograde, but really when these outer planets are retrograding, they're retrograding for four or five months. Mercury is three weeks. Like we've got the, as usual, we put the emphasis in many of the wrong spots. So, you know, this big heat of finally Pluto going forward, you know, and all of this cardinal energy, plus we're in the month of Scorpio. So this is all starts of new transformations. Sounds amazing. Like, what are the other ones? Mm. Like, now you explain the cardinals. What are the other two um, descriptions? It's fixed. Right. So it's a little. It's a little bit like project management. These yeah. three things. So cardinals is the beginning. Mm -hmm. Mutables are the 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 change. Yeah. Yes. And fixed is like the path and the finish. Amazing. Right. So, you know, the fixed are easy. These are the more like ones that we would call a little bit more stubborn. Like Taurus? Uh, yes, yeah, very good, Nicole. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to put words in your mouth. Of but course, these are... I know. <laughs> I, I think it's really cool to know for people, like whatever sign you are, your sign might, might be cardinal, fixed, or mutable yeah. and that really has like for me that was a huge explanation at the time when i understood this that mm -hmm. the taurians are fixed signs and that this means that um certain things are need to be how they need to be for taurians otherwise it won't work because it's not That's right. it's earth and fixed like the elements it's earth and fixed yeah, that's right. Exactly. And that, that's right. And so the fixed, I, I prefer not to use the word stubborn, because I just think it's a bit like a bit basic. No, the proper yeah. word is fixed, right? And Leo's are fixed, Aquarians are fixed, and Scorpio's are fixed, right? We're in a fixed sign right now with Scorpio, we're all going through the month of Scorpio. Now, so that means that you, you're the ones that help us get from these beginnings, and make us fit right? You're, the, you're like, okay, we're going to go to the finish on this. So this is why Taurians, Leos, Scorpios, and Aquarians are great manifestors, 
And we're in the month of Taurus. It's always about manifesting. It's always about being able to break, uh, sorry, the month of Scorpio. It's always about to break through. And then mutables are me, right? Where the flow, we're like, oh my God, right? But mutable is more about like, how do we flow more? How do we like take a journey? Why does it have to be this way? You know? So there's strengths and weaknesses in all three. As always in astrology, there's positives and there's challenges. But if you've got a like, if you know what your what your chart says and you know where you're more, then the work is to reduce the one where you've got too much and build the muscle in where you haven't got enough. Right? Everything is changeable in the chart. There's nothing like, oh, I'm just this and I have to be stuck with art. That's just victim. I don't like, even when people joke about it, it makes me like cringe, you know, because <laughs> it's like, you're not really joking. You're just being a victim. Yeah. So, so, <clears throat> so here, here, actually in this week's uh, energetic portion of the Zohar, um, the Zohar, which is an ancient Kabbalistic text of, you know, 3000 years old or two and a half thousand years old, it explains the energy of each week. And, um, here in the energy is revealed to us for the very first time in human history that there's a system above the astrology mm. well before that you know in all the tribes they had astrology but it was all that we are a victim to that and we're stuck with it like this planet is making me do this right and we're still like that we still have that consciousness that's a lot of people do yes yeah and that's you know so it's really the Kabbalists revealing oh there's a light and a and a, a central force out there that's when it was a Kabbalists that first reveal that and we got to go above the astrology. So I'm not here telling you what you've got to have. I'm telling you, here's a forecast. Now go and navigate your way around it or use it where you want to. And it's all it's all compelling, not impelling, you know? You're not you're not told to do anything. It's just like here's the weather. Now prepare yourself. Yeah. So the consciousness here in Kabbalistic astrology is 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 different. The consciousness is different and consciousness is everything. When we have a consciousness, this is how this is going to play out. Mm. Then I think, it's uh, really you know, yeah. When you're saying that, because um, for me, there are two kind of astrologies where, which are looking at my chart. Like when I did a couple of astrology readings and I have a pretty extreme chart when it comes to, um, healing like um this uh asteroid uh, is like exactly on the opposite side of my son and it's called chiron the wounded healer like and when a normal astrologer looks at my chart they're like oh my god your karma is so extreme and how did you even survive that and then my history comes you know cancer as a kid and the, the big back operation blah, blah, blah. and with in karmic astrology what you did to me was like you looked at it and you say yeah this is something you can change and you already did that you were there and, blah, blah, blah. and you you know there is this kind of this is the map for you and your your map is to support your talents like cardinal like that my sign is fixed makes so much sense because I, what my life purpose means is i need to i need to manifest new ways of doing things i need to build a bridge between the the the, the fixed world the, the physical world and the metaphysical world and building this bridge means i need to be very very manifesting very stubborn very focused also that's right and i do that that's with right video 
with it to get Bettina is a Leo and she's also a, a this this um, fixed sign so we have to bring you know those energies together and th there's another uh, where where a modern astrologer or where another astrologer tell you can't yes. and so here we're saying it's it's not in your this is where you are but you know so you have to put more effort here yeah. to and then you've got the the great things of your ch the, the challenges of your child actually turn into really good things because yeah. as you say you could be stuck in the earth but then if you're if you're a spiritual taurian you're bringing all this light then the ability to manifest which has been like the consistent slow by steady you know we're going to get it done is is there already in your taurian and plus you're bringing in all this energy by the work that's not yes. easy for you and taurians don't like changing like they're, they're comfortable people, right? So they like their comfort zones, that's their work. But by doing things that are uncomfortable, Nicole reveals more light than a, like somebody like a Gemini who's always uncomfortable and need more security, right? So so for a Gemini to be uncomfortable is very easy. They love dutching around, they don't like things the same, but then to get that security factor, that taurines have is much more difficult so it, it and then you just borrowing from each other and you're learning new 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 things yeah and it's really fascinating it that that fascinated me the most because i never i never played the victim card and it's it's just not I, i'm very lucky that i'm having a, a great constitution of my mind emotion system but and my teacher is my physical body because if my teacher would be my mind or my teacher would be my emotions then i would i would have gone down the, the victim lane i'm pretty sure but my teacher in this life was my my physical body right so he taught me everything how things work how, how to heal how to do everything and i think it's really interesting for people to understand that i i this discussion about um the different astrology uh types or categories it reminds me very much of the people that are like yeah i cannot concentrate because i have adhd and then i'm always like i'm i'm having a little adhd myself so i like for me it's very very difficult to stay focused on one thing all the time because my brain what my brain does and what my physical body does and what i'm here for is to be out there and manifest the things that need to be manifested and to be in flow right this is my biggest challenge so this this the the way you are is not your your downfall the way you are is the way you are because you need to be like this so if you have a, a mind which is like an adhd mind not because of trauma or anything but because your mind is like very all over the place there are like techniques i do everyday kundalini yoga um meditation which helps me tremendously to to bring that focus down but still my mind is not like someone's mind which is like i'm constantly just here in the detail because i i'm my job is not to be in the detail my job is to manifest big structures right so when you're um when your sole purpose is on bigger things on bigger manifestations on holding holding um visions in your auric field then of course your mind is not ideal to make a bookkeeper 
like I worked as a bookkeeper for, for 10 years. I, I can tell you that it's not my thing. I can be a bookkeeper because I know what to do, but it's not smart for me to be a bookkeeper because I'm not good in details. It's just not my talent. It's not, it costs me so much energy to stay in the details. And I think this is the, the, the discussion. And that's why I love like the Kabbalistic astrology so much because with the tikkun, when, when maybe we have to explain to people one day the tikkun's more in depth. Mm. I think it's so fascinating. Mm. Your tikkun is like your soul purpose growth um, thing. Um, job to do on this planet in this incarnation and when you understand your tikkun and your your main sign your sign in general then you can be like really easy on yourself when you're not the best in detail work or the best in um or someone else is very good in details but cannot hold a big vision it's also very fine it depends on what your job is on this planet so I feel we need to come away from this victimhood that we all need to be able to do everything the same. We are not all the same. It's not smart to, be, to think that we need to be the same. I will never be good in details, ever. It's not my thing. I don't, it's not even, I don't even care. Like, I don't care if you have... Um, uh, in an article that I write, I don't care if the if the paragraph starts here or or two sentences further. I don't care. I don't give a fuck. For me, it's like you read the thing and you understand it, or you don't because it's a vibrational thing, right? But it's so. But then there are other people in my team which they they do care and they love the details and they make sense of details. So. Good for them that they're, they're telling me, Nicole, you have to change this into there because then it makes more sense. And I'm very happy to do that then, right? Because I know I'm not good in this. Then I'm not, not offended. Then I don't take it personally that someone tells me to change something. So in order to find out who you are and in order to be really like deep down um, going towards your life purpose, your your mission on this planet to live your essence. Um, if you ever want to have an astrology chart read for you, do it with Matt because this Kabbalistic astrology is just a bomb. It's, I love this technique. I, for me, it's like, if I would have time, I would learn it, but I just don't have <laughs> yes. time. It's just, when oh. I, I actually teach as well. So when you're ready, Nicole, we'll, we'll start like teaching, <laughs> yeah. but I think you've got enough on your plate at the moment. Like, yeah, I think so. Launching two new businesses and all sorts of things mm. and becoming an artist. So yeah, which is very exciting. But yes, Nicole is exactly right. In fact, she's probably speaking it better than I could. So I'm happy to just sit here and let her do it. it was well done perfect so it's exactly the consciousness what we're coming with here in the month of scorpio and um, it's important to remember that we also kabbalistically follow a, a, a calendar that is in line with our soul not in line with something like the sun or whatever right and so to do that we have to follow the moon um, and so we're offbeat at the moment. We will realign with with other astrologies. But at the moment, we're offbeat. We're in Scorpio, not in Libra. And so for your soul, your soul is going through a Scorpio process, right? Now, in the month of Scorpio, we have all sorts of stories in the Kabbalistic texts. Uh, one is called Noah. 
One is called Lech Lecha. And Noah is a very famous story. Um, it seeped into Judaism and Christianity, and it's the guy who has to put the animals in the, in the rain. But, you know, and we all think it's about, you know, this guy with animals, right? But actually it's coded. And, of course, you know, even a little bit spiritual, we can see that these stories with morals and ethics and the become ridiculous. But even in the Zohar, where the story was first written, uh, it says if you take these stories seriously, you're an idiot. Actually uses the word stupid. <laughs> so, so we have 2,000 years of people going to religion, uh, following these, like, un the uncoded level, just the basic story, basically stupid. But no problem. That's what the Zohar says, not me. But, okay, so here we get coding. And the coding is, is that Noah in Aramaic, uh, is rooted in the word comfortable, right? And water, obviously, is the energy of healing. 40 days is usually the energy of transformation, the Kabbalists explain. But also, I learned from my teacher last week that the rain was not cold rain like we would normally experience. The rain was boiling rain. It was hot rain. Mm. And she was explaining that because Mars... It rules Scorpio. It also rules Aries. And Aries is the hot aspect of Mars. And Scorpio is the cold aspect of Mars. So here, this hot rain in uh, Scorpio is actually the opposite because, you know, Scorpio is like on the cold aspect. Now, if we go to planet Mars, what do we know? It's red. Right, it's uh, so it represents the the hot side of it, the airy side of it. But we also know that there's water there, right? So, well, the Kabbalists know that there's water there, but obviously the water is probably so hot, right, that it's probably not usable for for, for consumption. Um, so here, we Kabbalists are explaining the actual the elements of Mars, right, and it's it's here in this month that we get a tremendous healing aspect right, of, of water. Now, also, it may be the most destructive month that we have, which is, you know, boiling water, obviously, is not, like, conducive. So here in the month of Scorpio, we are in the month of extremes. This is the most extreme month. If you know a Scorpio, they're extreme people. They're either your best friend, they're doing everything for you, they're going to the end, they're making everything happen. They're so loyal, they're so kind, they're beautiful, amazing. They're very deep. They can help you ever see things in a different way, help like bring out, like when you're in pain, they can bring things to life, all sorts of things. And if the, if even if you haven't um, done anything against them, but they perceive you've been disloyal or you've attacked them, or you've betrayed them, uh, they cut you off forever. So, and you know by the animal, the Scorpio, that it's, a, it's an extreme animal. Like when it's under tremendous fear, it actually kills itself with its tail. It kills itself, not, not the attacker. Uh, and Scorpios are also riddled with fears. So here we're in the month of extreme, this hot and this cold, this bitter and this sweet. We also know that the Aramaic word for, for Scorpio is mar sheshvan, mar meaning bitter. When you invert the word to ram, it means sweet. And so there's all this extreme in the month. Yep, the two very by two, beautiful. right? It's very duo, which is two animals, right? It's this one and that one, but they're extreme and different, <laughs> right? Yes. So 
Interestingly, also when, when Noah was on this ark, on this boat, that the reason they kept alive is because of the animals. They were constantly, who would you share with? I mean, who would you talk to? Who can you make something for? Who can you give something? You can't. And so they were giving to the, they were constantly 24 seven sharing with the animals to keep them alive, to keep them fed, to keep them clean. And that energy of sharing is the energy that cleansed the, the universe and reset it. And we get after the rain, we get a rainbow, right? And this is the month of Sagittarius coming next. It means Kislev, which means rainbow, which means miracles. And the miracle is that, you know, we will never be plunged into that level of, of cleanse ever again, right? So there uh, is tremendous depth in this month about getting out of our comfort zone in order to cleanse ourselves. But we have to go deep into our own darkness in order to shift something. This whole concept started Kabbalistically. And this whole concept is, is, is in the month of Scorpio, they understood. So we have to go into our bitterness or our darkness or our coldness uh, uh, and, and go in there and see how I can transform. Now, we can't do it ourselves. It's impossible. We're subjective. We think it's something, but actually, usually what we're thinking, it's not, or it's something very light. It's never very deep. And this is why you need a spiritual coach or a spiritual teacher or a healer to get in below that and have tools that take out, sort of take out this over chatty mind. Um, you know, so th this is the only way, and this is the best month to do it in, to take those deeper, like, looks at ourselves. Because in the month of Sagittarius, we reveal miracles, right? So there's a technology here, when you understand it capitalistically, of how we're going to go through. Libra was assessment. Scorpio's looking at something I need to change on. Sagittarius is revealing the miracle because I did the transformation and the assessment correct, and then there'll be something after that because of the miracle, and so on and so on. Right. And this, you know, this is very important. So the second story I mentioned before is Noah and Lech Lecha. Lecha means get out of the comfort zone. Noah means comfortable. Lech Lecha means actually to get out. But of course, it's not, it's coded. It doesn't mean like leave your house. <laughs> it means get out of your, 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 your country. It was Lech Lecha was to get out of Egypt, but Egypt represents physical body, right, in the coding. So it's to get out of our routine, get out of our lazy bits, get out of what the body's telling us, get out of all of these things, because Scorpio has got a really powerful manifestation to it. And, but you cannot manifest anything if you're doing the same Joe that you were yesterday. Right? And you just cannot. You cannot get up and say, I'm going to do this today. You're going to probably do it and you'll probably get some result, but it's going to be the same result as Joe always gets because Joe doesn't change or transform anything internally. Joe only does things externally. So until we go into those depths and we cleanse on something internally and really go into that bitterness or that negativity, uh, which is the coding for bitterness, right? Uh, then we can't really do anything. We can't. It just ends up in the same. We end up in the same box. So this is where we've got to like really heal. Coming, just one more point, Nicole, before I hand over. We're coming to the full moon of Scorpio. Very powerful right extremely powerful healing moon uh, if you want to join me on wednesday or you know just let me know and we'll register you um but it's so powerful like the healing potential of the subconscious and the things that are deep right it's interesting because scorpio is the subconscious and deep and taurus is the comfort zone right so we're manifesting here on healing the comfort zone in this month right where do i 
transform and change and get out of the boxes that I'm so used to doing, right? You'll identify one or two. Oh, I always go to work by car at 6 a.m. or I always brush my teeth before this. And, and those changing those up and refreshing them are always new, new for your energy and always good. But the box of your mind, the box of your subconscious, inner workings of you that you're so reactive to, you have no idea what you're doing, are so deep inside you uh, that you cannot know. And that's actually a fact because now, you know, if you believe more in psychological and scientific facts, that is ascertained. That you don't know where you're coming from. You don't know why you're saying things, right? You know what you're saying. And you know who you're speaking to. You don't know why you're coming from this point. And you have to be able to access that understanding in order to have any chance of changing, right? To get to the seed level of what you're, where you're coming from. And that is only done in esoteric tools. This is the, the reason why we created Ali in the first place. Because we, we said, what I see in society is that people don't understand why things are like they are in their reality. They don't understand what's going on. And we said, we need to, we need to explain the, to the people what's going on in their body, in their mind and their emotions. So they understand why things are like they are in order to be able to decide to change. Because if you, like I see it in my family. I go every Sunday, I have family dinner and I'm coming from an Italian family. So we're having Italian Sunday dinners with my nephews and my sister and her husband and my brother and his fiance and all that. And what's really interesting is, is when I look at them, like they're suffering for months and months for a back pain or they're suffering for months and months having migraines or like, people having panic attacks like four times a week and they don't even think that there could be a reason behind it and that, that it could be changed, you know, without medication, but with inner work, with uh, looking at what there is and, and listening to the resonance and that there are people that know how to do that, right? I just had recently a, a client, she had panic attacks like four, five times a week. And she couldn't, she never slept one full night. She woke up like 15 times a night. And then we, should, we worked together for four weeks and she has no panic attacks whatsoever. So it's like that knowledge opens up your mind, your, your field in, in the possibility for change. And I think it's really, yeah, it's very profound, this understanding. And I think this this month now, what it does for for people when I look a little bit in society, you know, and a little bit outside, what what happens with me, at least in my interactions, is people are like, "What? Why is this the case?" Like they're they're asking more the, the questions. The why am I getting up and not I'm I'm not happy every morning. Like, why do I feel I need to do that? Why do I not change my job? Why can I not move? Why can I not open the envelopes with the invoices? Why am I scared of it? Why am, you know, there are tons of the whys at the moment. And I think it's really nice because for me, it's not like in my feeling, you can, you can explain to me maybe from a Kabbalistic point of view, but in my feeling, I'm not always having the same direct 
um, relationship with my soul as at the moment. It's very, it seems very direct. This portal seems to be very open. Is that, is that the case? But see, let, let me give you an example of my own, right? And then I'll come to the answer to that. So last week I was sick, right? Vomiting, right? Ate something, vomited. Uh, fortunately, two days later, I was, you know, meeting with my spiritual teacher and I was telling her about it. I also had a dream that was related to stomach before, just before that. I won't go into the dream. But, uh, she was able to see that there was links, that it was possible. And she's saying, eh, no, uh, what you're clearing on Matt is still the relationship the relationship that ended in December but it's not the relationship ending of course it's not the boyfriend right is that I have a very big tikkun with relationships so emotions in in me are very deep right and she said what you've done is you've actually healed another level of that and that is now you know cleanse something in your stomach you did a lot of emotion like cleansing on emotions nothing to do with a relationship sister old relation old emotions from many times and it was triggered by the ending of the relationship mm. right it wasn't caused by that it was triggered by that those diff, those word differences are very key nothing yeah. is caused by anything outside of you nothing mm. you are not an effect you are not an effect, yeah. right? Oh, because this relationship ended. Now I'm now I'm never going to be able to get a boyfriend again, and you know nobody wants me, and nobody. It's it's enough. The relationship ending is nothing to do with you, really. <laughs> to be brutally honest, mm -hmm. right? It's to do with your spiritual purpose, your tikkun, right? Why did this happen now? Why was this the right moment for me to go through this? And because I understand that I have a lot of like neediness and all of this, and it triggered all of that stuff, that I go to work on that. And so she is able to move me through. Now, did I go to the doctor? Yes. Did I get medication? Yes, because I need something for the body. Yes. But to, to rest easy in the fact that what's really happening is it, I'm cleansing something on a level. Now, again, only a spiritual teacher can have that insight into something because they're working on some level with you that is higher than you can see yourself. I would never have put that together. The dream didn't even have my ex-boyfriend in it. It was something completely like that. But, she's, but they're able to work through the tools and the techniques and their own intuition and their own knowing of you. That is it. And when she said everything and when she explained the whole thing, like it was over 10 minutes, I'm just giving you a summary. It was like, there's so much light. We're so elevated. You know, it was like, I've got so much clarity that this basic, this vomit was actually really positive. I mean, most people are still walking around for two weeks saying, oh, I had this stomach bug. I don't know what's wrong with me. They can't tell me anything. And they're in this, like, still living with it. And it's gone. Mm -hmm. Right? So it's a whole other reality once you're in this esoteric realm of living that you moves you forward, not like keeps you wondering and in doubts all the time. It gives you so much clarity. So in answer to your question, I just think it's really, we've got to shift the words from this is how this was done to me to this is what it triggered in me. And if you can move your life, even like if, even if you just take one step, you're getting closer yes what's this triggering in me rather than what am i being punished by then you're moving forward yeah or yes when you want to blame someone for doing anything like you want to blame your boss you want to blame your parent oh, you want that's to blame right your uh, ex-boyfriend or ex-girlfriend you want to blame like whatever whoever you want to blame is instead of blaming someone ask yourself 
what does this want me to say? Exactly. What does this what's it speaking to me? And yes. you know? Exactly. Now that brings up the next astrology point, which is Mercury in Gemini. Uh, sorry, the North Node in Gemini, oh, right? Direct again. He's going <laughs> yeah. direct again. <laughs> so the North Node in Gemini is this 18-month period that we've been in um and it rules like our human karmic correction right and it's coming to the end of gemini so over the past 18 months we've been going through this whole 18 month period of uprooting all old beliefs all dogmatic systems anything that's extreme anything that i'm black and white in right and we can see it play out because well we can't agree on anything and the whole idea of that is is that there is no truth right? So anything that you hold as a truth is not really a truth. It's, a, it's just where you're at in your consciousness, right? Mm -hmm. Because even if you're holding as a truth, you may have a shifting consciousness and that may not be true anymore. Yeah. So you, there are no <laughs> truths. So. And there isn't even an absolute truth unless you're the light, right? Unless you're that energy, uh, which is a zip. So in the human body, there's no absolute truth, right? You give me one thing that is absolutely true. You can't. Right, Earth's round. It's not even actually exactly round. Uh, you know, planets go around the sun. They don't go exactly or circular. Uh, there's the north. Well, it's not ever exactly north, is it? Because there's all these magnetic things telling you something different. So th there is no absolute truth, right? And we hold things as absolute truth. Oh, you did this and you did that, yeah. right? And you, you did the. Uh, let's take it back to the last. You did this to me, right? That is the absolute truth. We have to get victim in, right? Uh, so. And this is the, the it's, it's, it's improbable, it's like ridiculous, it's illogical because there is no absolute truth. And the, the favor that the virus told us was that, right? The, virus, the viruses and airborne diseases are all to do with the mouth, right? Kabbalistically, when we have a virus, it's because of like the buildup of negativity from what we're speaking to. Um, interestingly, we get at the final end of this 18 month period, we get Facebook and Instagram and all the negativity, especially Facebook, that people propel, you know, people like execute out of their mouths, right? And being so fantastically excited by it. But, but oh, yes, I like that because he's so angry about something and I'm angry about something. And this is made people a lot of money right so and also yes just give the kid a screen and, and like the kids watching all of these beautiful women and getting more depressed and at the same time they're getting depressed they're getting addicted to these photos and getting more and more depressed facebook's own research has also discovered right so i mean it's just making young girls miserable it's making uh, most of the western society angry and we're addicted to it and Facebook knows this in its own sense of research and not, not didn't change anything, actually fed that movie for you, right? So here we are pointing the, pointing the, the video, pointing the finger at Facebook, saying, what a bunch of unscrupulous people. But how did they know this? We did it, right, from our own place of consciousness, right? So when you start to see that consciousness is everything, you start to see in your mirror that we actually created it that way. Now, if you take that as empowering, you can start to change things, right? And this is what we need to do in this month of Scorpio is be able to see the things that we need to change and get uncomfortable by. Every time we share an angry person, regardless of what they're talking about, no matter how passionate you are about it, if they're coming from anger, that's what you're sharing. That's what you're really sharing. You're not sharing the information. You're sharing the connection of anger. 
right? And Facebook knows this, right? And so you have to be really careful, not about what they're saying. You're all got your points of view and you're all going to be different to me and that should be celebrated. But are they nice people? Are they like, what happened to dialogue? What happened to like being, you know, I'll listen to you and you listen to me. We can't do that anymore. And in fact, what I see in the United States is people are walking around with their cameras in front of them, recording every conversation because they're so aggressive at the moment that they have to put it on their Instagram and show all their anger and show all the things that they're against, you know. And this is what this society, this is what is created in this society. And I'm sure it will happen here too. You know, we're not pointing the finger, but I'm just giving you a, a look, an insight as to what could happen here in Europe if, you know, we keep going down this, I've got to be angry and tell everybody track. And we put that out in the cosmos. And why do we have a virus? Why are we wearing masks? Why can't we speak to people? Because this whole cleansing is like a flood, right? It's got to go in deep and cleanse out all of this stuff to show us that we're speaking from anger. We're speaking from jealousy. We're speaking from bitterness. We're speaking from all the things that Kabbalah to say in this month we can heal. So, I mean, if you don't think that you're bitter, just have a think about what well, some of the things that you've said in the last week, right? And the places that you're speaking to. We all have it. I have it. But I'm working on it, right? And I invite you to work on it because then that's the only way we can get rid of airborne disease by, by how we speak. Hmm. Okay. Anything, any thoughts on that, Nicole? Yes, there are many thoughts on that. Um, I feel this, this um, I didn't know why I was so excited for this week that Mercury is going direct again because that would be today right no it's not for, it's not until the end of this week oh really I yes. thought it's today okay no but okay I the, the, parts in me were like waiting for that uh, that Mercury is not retrograding anymore and it's really interesting I asked myself why and um there is this, what, what I love about all those retrogrades that we have or had, like it's only five that are retrograding now. So yeah, but what I love about it is it allows me to really go deep within my own structures and to analyze um, where I am not yet where I want to be, you know, where, where do I apologies, Nic apologies, Nicole, it's tomorrow. It's Tuesday. It goes, oh. yes, I thought it was Thursday, but it's Tuesday. Yes, it's tomorrow. <laughs> God. You're feeling it already. coming yeah. In. yeah. And it's, it's really, really interesting because what I did in the past couple of weeks, <clears throat> I analyzed very much how my energy works, how my my creative energy when what does grow when i have the focus on it for example when i have all my energy in li vision and in my alley it grows as soon as i'm taking a little bit of my energy out it stops growing it stops moving forward and I made an analysis on that and I th those, all those retrogrades made a lot of blockages in my field. And I was like, okay, well, this, this needs to tell me something. Like there are two options, whether it's like I need to learn to diverse my energy to different things, right? So different things grow at the same time. 
whether this is the, the, the thing that I need to learn now, or I need to understand that this is how my energy works. And I'm just accepting that. And then I'm not asking it anymore to, to be different, you know, because when you're on the spiritual journey, I don't know if you had that as well, but um, sometimes like you're so into looking on your own problems and your own topics that you you are not accepting what you are you you always think oh this needs to be changed and that needs to be changed and this needs to be looked at and that needs to be looked at and what those those six planets in retrograde what it gave me was a very beautiful two months period or three months period where i could analyze my own energy and how it works and i loved this but now i feel like things come to an end like and i didn't know that mercury is, is changing this this sign from gemini to something else i didn't know that i just thought it's the retrograde of mercury that i'm waiting for so dearly but i think it's really this finalizing of those 18 months and that makes so much sense it's like when you when you said it i was like yeah of course i mean no, you're exactly right. The Mercury retrograde finishes tomorrow on Tuesday and it connects to that North Node in Gemini energy because Mercury rules Gemini. So you're exactly right. You've pieced those just together really well. And and it also comes at the end of, you know, Pluto. It also comes during why Pluto goes forward and also Saturn will finish its retrograde uh, this week as well oh. in Aquarius, right, an air sign. So also what can i just bear in mind i've said this a few times before saturn in aquarius is the saturn return for social media and the internet so we will see another retrograde uh, of saturn in aquarius next year as well uh, and while saturn is in aquarius uh, there will be new changes saturn represents usually things like mm, more structure so if we translate that, it's going to be like regulations or rules yeah. or borders or stuff like that. Uh, and I think the internet will break down into three parts. Uh, I think we will have a, a, a free market, say what you want, any old thing you want to put out in the world will do in the United States. We'll have a very uh, more author authoritarian one uh, in China. And then as Europe usually is, we'll have something in between, right? So we'll have a regulated but slightly free, you know, internet because that's what Saturn does. It shifts borders. It shifts, it shifts, it puts borders and things and regulations and, and containers in things. So, uh, so that's what we'll say. I think it also has an influence on the borders, like the physical borders. Oh, it does. I mean, we'll see like countries changing borders. I mean, we were already sort of in Europe. We're very good. We're very good at moving borders around, you know, like, yeah, like yeah, our yeah. house. So let's put a new room on. But let's take this one. <laughs> we're very good at this. I think this will be the case again. Yes. Yeah. Well, there'll be trade borders. There'll be blocks. There'll be... Yeah. It, you know, this sort of stuff, right? It may not be physical, it could be. Uh, you could see Scotland leaving England, you know, all of that sort of stuff, but it might not be. It might be more trade borders, it might be more internet borders, it might be, you know, and things will structure down uh, while Saturn's in Aquarius because it, it's comfortable in Aquarius. Uh, Aquarius also likes to be free, but you'll get a balance. 
It's yeah. not just any old freedom or not any old tie down. Yeah. And so that's what it's doing is it's like, where are things too free and where are things not liberated enough? Yeah. And so you'll get a, a rebalance in the system. That is very uncomfortable for people because people love total freedom. People like, like total structure. But Yeah, and it's, it's really interesting you know, because the game that is currently played is into more control of the governments. Like with all those vaccine passports, what they're doing is like, they, they say it's about the, the virus and the vaccine. But for my, in my perspective, and I think I'm not really alone in that, it's about setting up a new control system where you have humanity more under control because we're so many people now and they probably need a new control system. So what they want to do is that, that you lock in wherever you go with your mobile phone right that's right that's right so you'll get more technology you'll definitely get like with aquarius you'll you'll get more technology but it will be you know with saturn it's like going to regulate it or shape it or put it in a structure or a container i mean these things don't bother me anymore some people they do um you know it will see how it pains out but you know at the end of the day there'll be balance uh it won't be too much right we can be assured of that um love it yeah, so this Saturn finalizing in Aquarius does bring in new structures, technology structures, education structures. Aquarius also rules the atom. So I'm expecting here um, with Saturn is because it's work that there'll be a lot of things here with energy and atom, like, you know, all this DNA stuff and genetic stuff. And, you know, you're, you're dealing with genetic keys, right? So this is you know, this is very Saturn in Aquarius. You'll start to see gen genetic keys uh, coming forward. Or, you know, uh, what are we holding from the brain from a million years ago? Something popped up on my thing. You know, are we still holding a virus thing from 15 million years ago in the human brain? Or something, you know, all this stuff. <laughs> so all of this stuff comes out, you know, with Saturn in Aquarius. I, I find it fascinating, right? I find it very interesting. Um, of course, I don't want an authoritarian government, but, you know, I, I seem to think that also, and sometimes, I'm not saying this about Unicode, but I also think sometimes what I see out there is too much cynicism about government as well. So, you know, and I, and I think we should be aware of what governments are up to and what governments are doing, but I don't want to, yeah. Especially but when I don't, it's going on on the whole planet. I, I, I try to come at least in Europe, at least in Europe, I try to come with a very positive mind that we have something very Uh, not perfect, but special. If you look out at the world right now, <laughs> yes. Uh, if you look at all the militancies and the authoritarianisms and, the, and you know, any sort of thing, I mean, other system, I'm, I think we're a little bit doing quite well. Uh, so, yes. you know, we've got improvements to make, obviously, and there's still some crazy things. But, you know, ultimately, these sort of freedom passes and all of those things didn't work. Uh, governments will put forward ideas, but governments are so nervous about how they're going to be voted in the next time uh that they're very cautious about doing things that are what their um secretaries would say is very brave considering the constituency <laughs> and they usually give some diplomatic tones that usually you know steer politicians in a bit of a better direction so you know i underneath this uh, politics that we may be seeing. There are very good institutions that we have in Europe that are stabilising things, I think, in the end and give us some kind of common sense uh, outcome, even if it didn't start that way, I tend to think. Uh, I don't think there's much changing in politics in Europe. Only that, what I see is with Neptune in Pisces uh, and Aquarius, there's a lot of Aquarius-Pisces energy uh, in the bigger planets. 
uh, this usually tends itself to a left of field. The only uh, sort of right wing sort of thing is Taurus, but we have Uranus there. So this usually would mean that we're looking at a free market economy, which is like the business economy, right? So this would be restoring small, medium-sized businesses, right? But maybe the bigger ones, because it's Uranus, breaks it down, yeah. uh, right? So this is why I think we're in Europe in a very left moment, because in Spain, France, Germany, Italy, uh, most of the smaller planets are quite socialist at the moment. Uh, Austria went socialist on, I think, right, a week before or the two weeks that you know, from a very right wing government and all sorts of things. So we're seeing a sort of general shift to the left at, uh, to the left at the moment. So you will see things like uh, workers, uh, work minimum wage rises, which we're seeing and all of that stuff that will continue to uh, go. We won't see much for the middle class until Pluto leaves Capricorn because Capricorn rules the middle class. And that's why for the last 14 years, 2020, we're all got our marks. That's why in 2008, the middle class kind of got eradicated because that's what Pluto does. And then when yeah. it leaves, uh, it'll do something else. And, you know, the middle class will come back in a different way because Pluto is always changing things. It will probably stop making us so consumptive. Yeah, which would make so much sense. Which would be hopeful, yes. I mean, even I, I think yeah. what's amazing in this Corona season that we we just passed like the last two almost two years now, um, mm. it really shifted the awareness of consumption. I feel I don't know how you how you see it with your. Oh, totally. Um, I I actually do a bit of business with a with a company that's in the fashion industry. Uh, they supply. They create textile, they go to Italy, they get the textile, they, they sell it to, you know, very famous Spanish, Spanish fast fashion things, right? Um, which is kind of the, the enemy at the moment. <laughs> fast fashion is the enemy. Uh, anything fast, anything quick. Um, so, it, but sustainability is not uh, financially sustainable. Right, sustainable yeah. clothing. Yeah. It, it, it would cost you five hundred. They say they tell me it cost you five hundred euros a piece. Right, uh, so we haven't quite corrected that model, but it is it is changing the fast fashion model. People want things that are at least going to last two three years. They don't want yeah. things of that that season uh, anymore. And that whole sort of way of buying a good piece that's nice that'll last you a few years. That kind of mentality has come back. Yeah, I think so too. I, I see that here in Switzerland, I see that like there's a huge, very, very big um, community that is into slow fashion. There are very m many slow fashion designers now. There is like a whole movement going on and people are really like Switzerland. The funniest thing in Switzerland is on Saturdays. We have, um, it's called Ökihof, which means like ecological um, place. And we are like, Switzerland, I, there must be no country in the world which is like so bad in separating and recycling things. <laughs> like <laughs> on Saturdays, like th those Ökihofs is like to put your trash. So people come with their carton and they come with their newspaper bundles and they come with their paper and they come with their glass and they come with their batteries and they come with their um, uh, plastic stuff and everything is separated. So everybody's driving with their car there and they're like waiting in line to put like the thing to recycle everything. So it's an is huge and recycling, huge, like amazing. And I find it so funny because 
like this is as Swiss as it gets, really. Like recycle wise, this is as Swiss as it gets. And the 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 whole movement of consciously looking out for your planet here in Switzerland, it's huge. And I love this because I think mm. we already have so many um raw materials there and if you learn to recycle them we learn to reproduce things um we will no longer harm the planet as bad as we do now and then you can do fast fashion with recycled materials and that changes the game again you know so there is a lot going on that would be great i i cannot wait for pluto to to go 2024 into something new. <laughs> something new. Oh, oh, well, yes, when these big planets are kind of leaving, we all just pop a champagne. I mean, it's, it, yeah. they do great. They do great <laughs> work, do but we just, we just, we just time. human beings, and we just need oh change. Like, okay, we've we done with do this one now. Yes, yeah, I know. Right. So the next big planet that's moving, which will be not too long away, is Jupiter. Will move into, move into Pisces, and I'll talk about that later. Okay. I've got to go amazing okay you guys so i hope you liked our little talk it's uh, again an hour as we we cannot be shorter than an hour i don't know why no. <laughs> you can dive in with us and enjoy this week's discussion and uh we have those weekly boosts so if you're interested in having us again we're all live tomorrow night which is tuesday we're always live tuesday 9 p.m in uh clubhouse and we have this amazing talk of the cosmic collaboration. And um, we are there with a lot of intuitives, with astrologers, with um, human design experts. And uh, you get like the full download if you want to. And if not, we're back next Monday. And thank you very much for listening. Bye. Bye, everybody. Lovely having you with us at Ali Talks. Would you like to know more about empowered spirituality, whether in business or for your personal life? Then visit us at ali.vision or write us an email at contact at ali.vision.